What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Gastroenteritis Blues. My name is Steve Lippman. I'm here with my friends Emily Anderson and Dan Volpone. First question goes to Emily. Emily, word on the internet is that you have started skateboarding. I'd love to hear your comment on this <laughs> and how this started and um, just sort of give me the top to bottom of it. I don't know if I would say I started skateboarding. Um, a friend of mine had is into skateboarding and it was her birthday so she invited all of us to go to a skateboarding like intro to skateboarding class Mm -hmm. and so I participated in said class and it was really fun and I actually did better than I thought and so now I have two videos on my phone of me standing on a moving skateboard I was gonna say there's a video of you on the skateboard and you I was impressed like a natural. I can you I even turned the skateboard. I made it like turn. Yeah. It was great. Dan, it was really, really fun. Dan, have you ever skateboarded? What are your skateboarding thoughts? I'd fall immediately. No way. It's a really hard thing to do. Um it's a bit of a longer story, but one time I did a commercial and they humble asked brag. Me, humble brag. Yeah, I'm a um, and they asked me, uh uh, it's this director I already knew. And he was like, do you know how to skateboard? I was like, absolutely. I love to. And I don't. And it's a longer story, but I went and did the commercial and I couldn't skateboard at all. So in the end, I was no longer a skateboarder. So they cut that what? completely out. So they didn't fire you. For? They just changed the, your role. Like you became like a, what do you know? Like a bike rider? There's, it's exactly, rider? it's me picking up a skateboard and then talking. That's it. Like, so it was so unnatural holding the skateboard that they were like, this is not happening. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it was for Barilla Pasta. And, I buy um, that sometimes. I Listen, nice. I, the people at Barilla have been very nice to me. Let's get it. It worked. That. Your influence has worked. I'm going to keep buying it to YouTube. support, no, it's to on support the dark web. you. It, it's on the dark web. If you want to see it, you have to also buy a small intestine. Here we go. Uh, this week, the now we talked just the other day, but we're going to hit the other stuff that we didn't talk about on locker room. The, the Sixers played Indiana, what has to be two years ago. I, I mean, does anybody remember that game? Do you guys have no. anything? I know they won and they won by a lot and it was a good win. But Dan, do you remember anything from that game? Uh, didn't Embiid and Simmons get some rest at the end? Like we were up big and they, they had to come back the fourth in? quarter. Yeah. And that's, that's the game where they were like, laughing and like pointing at each other like oh like like roommate stuff like on the on the baseline i think 
Oh, they were like oh, making yes. jokes and like loving each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they shared a laugh that was as they were gift, right? Yeah. Um, then they played Utah, and we talked about this the other day. I don't think we can ever stop talking about the Utah game. Oh. It was a wonderful thing, and so was all the stuff afterwards. I had such a great yeah. time. There were I like I never want to let the um in my opinion joke die. Like, I just want to use it for many years. I can't tell you how funny I found that. <laughs> After the game, Donovan Mitchell was so upset about losing and feeling like the calls weren't going their way that he would say, as a grown adult, in my personal opinion, we won that game. <laughs> what do you mean by your personal opinion? I don't... I don't get it. I, I really want an interview with him. And I'm not being a dick if I were to ask him, explain the thought process that gets you to say, in my opinion, we won. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand. And um, it's not like it's like the dunk contest where there are like subjective scoring. Like there, right. there are points and there are <laughs> higher points and there are lower points. And that is how the winner is determined. <laughs> I really, I'll just never get over that. I thought it was so fun. They're um, they're children. They're a bunch of children. They're so lame. I'm like, um, really, I hate them. They're America's team. Three all stars. <laughs> the Utah Jazz. Um, uh, friend of the podcast, Jim Adair, that night, the night that the Sixers played the Jazz, looked up some stats on how much the Jazz are getting screwed this year by the refs. And he said the Jazz are called for 0.7 fewer fouls per game than the than their opponent, and they attempt 2.8 more free throws a game. Uh, before that night's game against the Jazz, they had attempted 761 free throws to their opponent's 663. So there, there just isn't anything to back it up. I mean, then as we talked about, they both got picked last and Donovan Mitchell said about LeBron, he was like, we don't care what he thinks. Like he's a hater. They, they just don't want to see us shine. I, I just, I can't get enough of it. Dan, Dan, what do you think? You have anything? Yeah. I, I mean, just the whole thing kind of reminded me of the election from being honest. I know people had already made those jokes, but you know, in my opinion, I won. Um, and then like, and then, you know, that was actually like, acting like you don't really care and like mm -hmm. you know oh i'm like you know, i'm not mad about it i just know i won like shut up it's great it was really great it was sort of a you can't fire me i quit sort of uh ethos to it that i really enjoyed um what else should we oh so tonight we're recording this at 3 a.m the it feels like 3 a.m for emily and i um i am like me too I'm like fired up. I don't know. I'm like, I have a lot of energy right now. Did I you feel sadly. What? Did you hit it the did. over? It did. It's over. I won $2.18 tonight. I love that. Way to go. Um, all right. Uh, so anyway, we're talking about the All-Star game. Tonight was the skills competition. Uh, justice for Robert Covington. The three-point shootout the all-star game and at halftime they did a dunk contest we can talk about any of it all of it obviously the biggest thing for the sixers was that during the day today it came out that Embiid and simmons had gone to get a haircut and the barber had subsequently tested positive for COVID. 
they were already in Atlanta and but when this exposure happened they were in Philadelphia they were sort of told to quarantine they went on separate private planes which I just find funny um they uh they were there and hadn't seen any other players and ultimately the league couldn't have them play which I, I guess I get if they found out that they were a close contact like could they clear them two hours later it was a bummer like it made the whole thing sort of a lot less fun to follow and uh Obviously, the question now becomes, like, how long do they need to quarantine? Uh, Mark Stein reported that Embiid and Simmons are now back in Philadelphia um, and that they were both, they, they took negative tests um, and uh, they came back from Atlanta on separate planes. Emily, what do you think about the sort of Sixers angle to this and, and where it goes from here? Um, yeah, I think it just depends when they got the haircuts. Because I think that is when the seven days of quarantining starts. Um, I think I think as long as they keep testing negative, they'll be fine. I'm not that concerned about it. I know that there was a lot of like, this is the league's worst nightmare. There's going to be a breakout among their star players. And this is the worst thing that ever happened. But like, in actuality, they are testing negative. They didn't see anyone. As far as I know, everyone else in Atlanta was healthy and potentially so are Joel and Ben. Um, so I don't want to like get my pitchforks out against the NBA for this. I'll save that for other like dumber things that I want to get the pitchforks out about. Um, but I'm just hoping that they continue to test negative and they're, they're back for Chicago. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I definitely optics played a part in this. I feel like the NBA couldn't put them on the court if there's like a chance that now they've been exposed and, you know, I, I think they were probably, it was probably impossible to have them play. I just think it's a bummer that, you know, all of these guys went and got haircuts. I don't, they didn't, they didn't do anything risky or dumb. Um, it's a shame that it had to be, had to be them. Uh, Dan, what did you think about the whole thing uh, as it relates to the Sixers? Yeah. I mean, well, it made the game even more unwatchable that we didn't have two L and Ben. Like, if we weren't about to record after the game, I would have definitely turned it off. Like I was, I kept thinking like, is this going to end before midnight? And like, it did it ended up ending by like 11 or a little after, mm-hmm. but Oh my goodness. It was, it was hard to watch. It like, it started for, it started like half an hour late. I hate to be this guy who's just going to complain about how late it is, <laughs> but like all I thought the highlight of the evening was, well, besides the charity stuff, which is really cool. I thought the highlight of the evening was the three-point contest, which was before the game. Right. I missed the skills competition, though. I was I was studying, and I got back. I saw the three-point contest. So maybe that was great, but I missed it. So th- okay. I thought it was not great. <laughs> well, good to know. I didn't imagine it would have been. It never is. And it was then, a lot of Nikola Vucevic. A little heavy on the Vucevic for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, then we have our first quarter, second quarter. It's already going long, but then we have to do a full dunk contest at halftime. <laughs> And which was annoying. I thought that I did not enjoy the commentary of it. I didn't think any of the dunks were that great. Uh, and then ab- after the third quarter, we go to like some kind of concert after <laughs> the third quarter. What is this? This It's not even halftime. You do a concert at halftime usually, you know? We're doing a concert between the third and fourth quarters, like the one millionth thing that thanks frontline workers but does nothing to actually help them that's happened in the past year. And... Then the game finally ended, and of course Giannis was MVP. I did not enjoy it. You know, I would say in terms of the game, the fun stuff was Steph Curry and 
Damian Lillard shooting Absolutely. threes from everywhere. I, I love both those guys. I think they're great. LeBron was really bad in this game, which I enjoyed. He missed a bunch of layups. Um, I was worried that Embiid being out, LeBron would get this uh, all-star game MVP and people would talk about him for like an extra week. Happy that that didn't happen. Um, Dan, I wanted to know, what do you think is going to happen? We're guessing at this point, but what do you think is going to happen with Simmons and Joel's um, timetable? Like, do you think that they're out until next weekend or how do you think it works? Yeah, I don't know. I know there's an answer out there. I think Emily, you looked it up, right? Or did you did you look it up? I know we were talking about it, but I didn't get a chance to. I forget. I forget how it's worked before. What I really wanted to do was read the 148 page COVID protocol that the NBA released, but apparently that's not like readily available. Like apparently it got leaked to ESPN, and they didn't feel the need to post it. It was really rude of them. Um, but from so the no one, this isn't even something you could figure out. I mean, I can't, they, they don't awful. release the protocol. I like thought they would like, like, you I don't think know. so. Yes. I want to, I, I literally would have like read it today, some of it today. Um, but I think it's seven days from exposure. And then because it's like 10 days from positive tests or when your symptoms end, but if they don't have a positive test, I think right. it's just seven days from exposure. Um, I also don't know if it's like confirmed. Is it confirmed close contact? Like, is close contact just being near someone with COVID? Because KD was in a car with the guy with, and neither of them had masks on. Right. So like, if the barber had a mask on and Ben and Joel had a mask on, is that considered close contact? Or was there all just, like, not enough answers that they were just, like, we're going to keep them out? It's a good question because I don't know who can prove, you know, unless there's an eyewitness that, like, I don't know how it works you know also why are they testing like the nba is not testing their barber right i like how is this communicated to the nba so quickly it might maybe, be maybe just that guy got a test subsequent maybe. later he had symptoms and he you know told them i don't know what day they got haircuts i don't either <laughs> i mean these are the issues of today I um, think they, the NBA might be testing their barber though. Cause like, remember in the bubble, there was like a bubble barber, like NBA players take barber yeah. very seriously. Joel. Yeah. Joel. And they thought that NBA was cutting people's hair. I forgot about that. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's like one barber that the whole team goes to. And then the Sixers just like put that guy on their testing list. I don't know. Um, yeah. This is was probably this, in the document that I can't get access to. Was this the Sixers barber or did Joel and Ben just go to Supercuts? We won't know this. This we won't know. Probably Supercuts does a good job. Nothing not wrong with Supercuts. I was a longtime Supercutter. I really, I was there for a while. Listen, um, I don't know what's going to happen. I hope that they obviously continue to test negatively. Um, I'm bummed for them that they didn't get to play in this game. Um, I think that uh, it's definitely uh it stinks but as long as they're healthy and and can play soon i don't know how the fuck the sixers could win a game without both of them I have that no would clue. be funny that would be a really tough <laughs> tough way to go maybe we get some paul reed um the only other thing i wanted to make sure to touch on tonight lots of robert covington love uh which is just the best he's a wonderful guy uh, uh i think it's funny that the one thing that he competed in was the skills competition which is like 
the thing that he would have the least effect in. Um, they could have gotten him into the three-point shootout, I feel like. Uh, he probably would have done well, but uh, he's just great. And uh, he did a lot for uh, HBCUs, and, and he's really he gave back to uh, his alma mater. He built their practice facility. Um, it's really cool. Uh, I love Covington, and uh, I was happy to see him get some recognition. He also looked really, really cool on the sideline during the dunk contest. He was like hyping up Anthony Simons and he had this like sick, like neon orange beanie that like kind of matched his shoes and like a denim vest. And like, it's hard to pull off a denim vest and jeans. And he just looked like so cool. Yeah. Um, he doesn't need me to tell him that, but I will. <laughs> he did. I mean, he was in street clothes and uh, everybody else had all-star gear and he was in a mask. So at, some point I, we couldn't really tell if it was him but he was very excited for Anthony Simons who Dan do you want to make a comment on the kiss non-kiss rim fiasco I just I don't know I didn't think like obviously every single dunk is like impressive in the context of it not being a dunk contest but for the dunk contest I really was not impressed and I like you know, I I don't expect him to kiss the rim, right? Because he's gonna hit, he's gonna like break his teeth or something. <laughs> I totally get that. I'm not asking this man to put his mouth on the rim. Sounds but like you I'm, are. No, but I would like before. I'll be we're honest. Saying, I'd like to see his mouth on the rim. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway. Gaster after dark. Gaster after dark, baby. He didn't even get his mouth to, to the to the height of the rim. His eyes didn't even reach the height of the rim. So I don't want to hear that he almost kissed it because he didn't. He didn't. Because on the first view, he dunked and it looked very normal. And then he blew a kiss up to the rim. And I was like, oh, is that still part of the dunk? The blow the kiss from, from standing up. And then they were like, no, no, no. He almost kissed the rim. Anyway, I wish there was another word for rim so it could be less of a euphemism. Um, moving on. Paul Reed, who sources say may or may not come on the podcast, we'll see, um, has been playing great in the G League. Uh, he still shoots very strangely, but he's been uh, really doing great. Um, what do you guys think? Will he get some minutes here? Um, I guess if Joel and Better out, it'd be hard to not give him some minutes, but he went to the G League bubble and he played really well. Emily, what do you think? Do we get some Paul Reed soon? No, I mean, yeah, with Ben and Joel out, it's it's hard not to see him some Paul Reed minutes. But I also think that, like, that might not be the best thing for him. Like, the best thing might be to stay in the G League bubble. Like, the, the Blue Coats have a playoff game tonight um, at 8.30, I believe. And I think just, like, him getting, like, all of those minutes versus, like, whatever NBA minutes he might be getting just might be more beneficial, like, even if it's, G League playoff basketball I think mm -hmm. that might be more helpful in his development um and like is Paul Reed going to be the person if we don't have Ben and Joel that like pushes us over the edge <laughs> to a win like I don't think so so I don't even know if that's worth it um but I I just like to watch him play basketball anywhere so I just I support whatever he does yeah I think you're probably right Dan what about you yeah, I mean, let him finish the playoffs, I guess. But after that, I would like to see him get some actual minutes. Maybe, I mean, not a ton, but I know that they're, it's like, I, because of, you know, COVID and everything, they're 
um, I believe they changed the rules so that um, two-way players can come to the playoffs this year. Um, and yeah, I mean, like he's young and, and he's playing great in the G League. So there's, you know, there's no reason to think he won't get better with some NBA experience. And our bench is not looking great as is. So I give him a shot. Might as well. I, I, he's awesome. So give him a shot. I think overall it's probably unlikely given a full strength roster because I don't think Doc is very keen on just like throwing in two-way guys while they feel like they probably have to win every game, only a half game up on the one seed. But I would love to see some uh, extended read minutes and I'm uh, definitely encouraged by the way he's played. Um, speaking of the Sixers bench, there's a report from True Hoop. Uh, what's that guy's name? Henry Abbott. He said... Several rival executives expect P.J. Tucker to eventually end up in Philadelphia, whether in a buyout or a trade that nets Houston a second-round pick. Um, people, I believe, are super down on P.J. Tucker because um, he hasn't played well this year, but he has wanted to be out of there the whole season, and he's old, and I feel like he's probably just going half speed, and he still dresses very cool. Um, I would love to have him on the team. I think that he could absolutely play playoff minutes and I would be thrilled to have him. I wouldn't give up anything really of consequence for him, but I would be excited to get him. Dan, what do you think about PJ Tucker? Yeah, I know he's struggled this year, but you know, he's, he's the kind of guy who's done what he does well for a long time. You know, he can defend a couple positions and he can make a shot for you. So I think he's worth a pickup. Like you said, I wouldn't give up much for him at all. I'd be even hesitant to give up like a second rounder for him, but if it if it is as simple as you know he eventually gets bought out, then absolutely. I mean, there's no way he's you know not better in the Mike Scott minutes than Mike Scott is. Mike Scott's played well lately, but yeah, I, Tucker's been been good, and and I would be I think it'd be a great pickup. I'd be I'd be excited if we got it. Yeah, me too. Uh, Emily, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. Um... If it takes a second round pick, that's fine. I'm attached to people, not picks, so I don't really care. Um, and yeah, I don't, it's not like the needle moving pickup that we potentially need, but it, it'll do. Yeah, um, I would be happy to have him. Speaking of, this is in the in the way of like backup fours, Larry Nance Jr., who I think is currently injured on the Cleveland Cavs, but he's had a really nice year, especially defensively. Uh, the Sixers per Chris Feeder, Feder, love Chris's work. Um, there, apparently the Sixers have been interested in uh, trading for Nance, who I think that is probably off the table for Cleveland. But uh, Emily, do you have any thoughts on Larry Nance Jr. and what he may or may not bring to the Sixers? I really like Larry Nance Jr. I think it's mostly because he's pretty handsome. Um, but I, is that an unpopular opinion? You know, I hadn't considered it. Hang on. Some dead air on the podcast here. Not a bad looking guy. I think he's cute. Yeah, he's a um, cute. Yeah, and like, I don't know. Who wants... I People don't want to be on the Cavs. It seems that Larry, well, Larry Nance was tweeting about uh, those, like, the trade rumors. He was like, happy Friday to everyone except people who are putting me in mock trades. <laughs> and then, what was it, Channing Fry was said he would trade him for something stupid, like 
And then the right answer is like, I literally got traded for you in a second round pick, but okay. <laughs> this is a really good retelling of a Twitter exchange for everyone mm-hmm. that's listening. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I like him. Yeah, I think he, he would be good to have. Uh, Dan, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I don't think that they really have much of a reason to to want to trade him. I mean, he has another two years left on his deal after this, and he's been, you know, really coming on and having a nice season. Um, and, you know, they're the Cavs, but they give us a hard time, which, you know, I don't watch a ton of Cavs besides when they play us. So I have some good, I have some hopes for that team. Uh, I know that they're not actually that good according to their record, but from what I've seen of them, they look nice. <laughs> they look um, fucking great against us. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I agree with Emily. I'd be very happy to have him on the team. I think he'd be a great pickup. I don't think that we'll, you know, I don't necessarily see us being able to get him, but I would be, I'd be, yeah, I'd be excited. I think that he's the kind of guy who would really help. Yeah. Um, Emily, do you have our rankings or uh, prediction stuff? Or do we usually do that at the end? I don't listen to the show. What happens? I've never listened before. <laughs> um, I do have them. Because I, this might go in the part. With before against Indiana, Utah, and the All-Star game, uh, and we also made predictions a couple of days ago about the three-point competition, skills competition, and the dunk contest. Uh, I don't so. remember those, though, what we said. <laughs> I actually, oh, I do. I do. I remember. All right. I actually do remember. How do we do this week? Okay. Well, first, let's do the games because I have that written down. I didn't write down the stuff from the locker room. Um, so Dan went one and one. Are we, count, are we counting the All-Star game since mm-hmm. Joel and Ben didn't play? Mm-hmm. We have to. Okay. Oh, because why? he picked, cause, because cause he picked right. he's the only one who picked Ben's team. <laughs> exactly. That's why. All right. All right. Okay, fine. Um, so then Dan went one and two. I went two and one. And Steve went three and oh, which will put. But Steve didn't take Seth Curry in the three-point contest, and we did. We're just okay. talking about the games because I didn't write the other stuff down yet, Dan. <laughs> Um, so that puts Steve at 20 and 17, me at 24 and 13, and Dan at 21 and 16. And then Dan, you're a game up on me. Oh my God. Wow. That's a big game. Mm-hmm. So three point, I said Steph. Me too. And you, Steve said Booker, who I guess is Mike Conley. No, I thought I said Zach Levine. No? Oh. You, I think you did say Levine. Okay. Either way, you're wrong. Himself. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's great to be right. Wow. We all okay. said Covington in the skills competition. Okay. And know. then I said Obi Toppin in the dunk contest. Me too. Who did you say, Steve? I said Cassius Stanley. Oh, right. Who's a person that plays for the Pacers? Exactly. Oh, tried to be so witty. What a so that takes, waste. So we're saying that that takes you to 20 and 20 takes me to 25 and 15. Maybe and we shouldn't count the 22 and 18 stuff. I think <laughs> it's not really in the spirit of the game. <laughs> 
What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. There are a million bad ways to start your morning off. The no coffee traffic jam, the soggy morning jog, the why is the dog taking so long? Just go already walk. But you can unleash your ideal day with a perfect shower using Method hair care products. Designed with high-quality ingredients, Method's new range of shampoos and conditioners will give your hair undeniable softness and shine. And hey, if you're a night shower kind of person, that's great too. Try pure peace infused with peony, rose water, and quinoa protein. Or simply nourish, crafted with coconut, rice milk, and shea butter. Or daily zen, made with cucumber, seaweed, and green tea. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. Shop methodproducts.com. Um, all right. We have uh, some games since we just talked the other day. Let's let's do some fun stuff. Dan, what do you have planned? Take it away. Yeah, so, all right. We're bringing back the most likely game for the first time in a while because we don't have games to talk about. So we're going to play a game. To start off, uh, Emily, you go first here. All right, so okay. we're, we're, we're taking Sixers. Only, we're looking, we're, so some of these are all-star themed, but we're, we're doing Sixers players, okay? So okay. for this first question, assume that you could put, you could take any Sixer and put them in the all-star game, right? They don't have to be good enough, right? You could put any Sixer in the game. Okay. Which... Which Sixer is most likely to try way too hard in the All-Star game, like Giannis does every single year? Okay. Which Sixer is most likely to try way too hard? Um, oh, this is a terrible page. I just wanted to... Are we frozen? Um, Who's frozen? I... Oh, my internet is bad. Can you okay, hear me? Okay, there we go. I hear you. You're now. good. Am I back? Okay, well, that's fine. I was just talking to myself. It was not interesting <laughs> or good radio at all. Um, I'm going to say Dwight, because I just picture, like, him in Sixers games when he does ridiculous things, and, like, I just translate that to an all-star game. I picture, like, a lot of a lot of fouls, which are, but won't be called, which will make them more fun. Um, just like a lot of wild swatting, um, all of the things that we love about him, but on a bigger stage against stronger competition. So I'm going to go with Dwight. Um, good answer. I will say Shake Milton. I don't know if you've noticed this, but Shake is not on the court to joke around and do anything fun shake is about his business and i think that shake would be trying to get a w and get his stats and um yeah final answer 
Yeah, Dwight would be funnier, so I'm going to go with Emily yeah. there. Yeah. But, all right. One you guys up, know Tyrese Maxey was born in 2000. It's really important. Yeah, than... all the guys that come in are mostly younger than me now, which is weird. <laughs> now they're born in the, the 2000s. That's why. I'm just on b-ball reference, so it has their birthday. So. <laughs> all right. Steve goes first for question number two. This one is not really all-star themed at all. Which sixer is most likely to legally change their name to something completely different? But it's also not a nickname. So we're not talking like Joel becoming the, the process officially. Like we're talking like Ron Artest to Meta World Peace. And I would also like you as a bonus to tell me what their new name may be. If you have, you don't have to, you don't have to. But if you, if you have a good new name for this person, I'd love to hear it. Okay. I'm looking at our bachelors now. I think that the sixer to change their name would be Danny Green because the internet just hates this guy. And it might be like a witness protection type of thing. After he retires, he just like doesn't want to get shit everywhere if he has like another bad playoffs. So I think that he would change his name to like Ralph Smith and, and take his family and live someplace far, far away. I'll say Danny Green. All right. Okay. I'm going to go kind of along the same lines and say Terrence Ferguson. One, because he's not the greatest guy Mm -hmm. and people make a turd Ferguson joke. And so I think that he would just change his name so that one, they don't realize he's a terrible guy and two, they can't make that joke. So same thing. He would just pick like a very generic. Definitely change the Ferguson part though. It's a, the last name would be changed. All right. I think it's 2 Emily for wow. tying in some real world uh, information here. Wow. As awful as it may be. <laughs> I didn't like that one. All right. Emily's up first and she's up 2-0. Which sixer is most likely to participate in a dunk contest that's even more boring than this year? Um, and we know the answer is not Furcon because he is awesome in dunk contests same with Dwight Dwight is also awesome in dunk contests he's had some good ones Um, let's see I am going to say Tony Bradley mostly because I don't know much about him. He doesn't look (laughs) strong enough to like really throw some like powerful dunks down. I feel like part of the fun of a dunk contest is like the force with which one dunks the ball. And I don't, he just doesn't look like he's very forceful. So I'm going to go with Tony Bradley. Okay. I think the answer is Rajon Tucker. Um, He seems... (laughs) He definitely can dunk and he is athletic, but nobody knows who the fuck he is. And I think that in a lot of these dunk contests, there are like guys who have dunks from college that you'll see on YouTube, but you're like, who is that? Jeremy Evans won the dunk contest a few years ago. It was such a boring dunk contest, but like he's a good dunker, but completely anonymous. I think that the answer would be Ray John Tucker, who we'd also love to have on the podcast. (laughs) 
All right. Uh, I'll give that. I'll give that one to Steve. Uh, he really, he really told it with a lot of enthusiasm when he sold it to me. <laughs> All right, I, I think this is a good one here. So I'm, I feel good about this one. I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts. Starting with Steve, who's down two to one. Besides Tobias, Ben, and Joel, which Sixer is most likely to think that they are better than at least one of the players who played in the All-Star game? And which player slash players do they think they're better than? That part's a bonus, but tell me who on the team thinks they're better than at least one player who played in the game today that isn't one of the best three players on the team. Okay. We've got a tie game. It's 2-2. I think that Dwight Howard 1,000% thinks he's better than Rudy Gobert, and he's right. That's really the main <laughs> thing is that he's right. So, uh, fine, that's what I'll say. That's a great answer. I'm going to go – with Seth Curry, because one does not admit that their brother is better than them. He will, Seth can be the greatest shooter of all time, but as his brother, Seth is never going to admit it. He's going to champion his brother's successes, but he's never going to say that his brother is better than him. So I'm going to go with Seth Curry. Both very good answers. I like Emily's logic, but I like Steve's, and he is. <laughs> and all right, I'm going to give it to Steve and tie it up. Here. Wow. Uh, I had all this I false confidence slander. that I used in the first part. I was worried it was going to come back and get me. <laughs> all right, so 2 2 game, but Emily goes first here. And I think this is a question she's been waiting for. The question is, which Sixer is most likely to have watched that thing about the royal family instead <laughs> of the All-Star game? That, first of all, the, the nonchalantness that you say, that thing with the royal family. I don't know what it was. I just saw oh people God. talking about it on the internet. It was a two-hour Oprah sit-down with Harry and Meghan. Uh-huh. It, he stands like, I don't know who those people are. I know who the people are. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I, it was just that thing to me. I didn't know the details. It's thrilling. But anyways, I think the answer is Tobias Harris. Um, I think partially because he was interested, or I think he will say more. It's because there's a lot of reasons, actually. One, he is engaged. We know his fiance makes him watch The Bachelorette. So therefore, I think that she would have some control over what they watch. Two, I think he would be partially interested. Three, he didn't have teammates playing in the game, and he probably thought he should be playing in the game. So he was like, I'm not going to watch this. So I'm going to go with Tobias Harris. That's a good answer. I like it. Um, I'm going to say Vincent Poirier. I think that he has like a weird cable plan and doesn't get TNT. So he just had to watch... <laughs> the other big show tonight which was the what channel was it on and do we know i don't know there's no CBS. way to find out cbs cbs <laughs> so regular old tv so he could watch it with his cable plan that's that's answer is locked in all right i like all of the tobias reasons so i'm gonna give it to emily yeah. thank you he goes up three to two Ooh, steve needs this one to stay mm -hmm. alive but he goes first, and the question is, which Sixer 
is most likely to snore the loudest? You know, this is a non sequitur. I've heard from my girlfriend, another brag, I, I've, I've done some whimpering, some bad dream whimpering in my sleep. <laughs> I think I have deep seated psychological issues. Whim, whimpering? Yes, like, like, cry, sort of like crying. crying. Yes, little, little whimpers. My in the dog night. does that. Yeah, okay. and Luna does that too. You know what, guys? Not helping. Okay. It's cute when Luna does it. I don't know. <laughs> who's, who's the heaviest snorer? Um, shouldn't have used Poirier just now. I am going to say, oh, Joel. Joel's definitely a big snorer. According to Emily, he's all hopped up on Shake Shack. He's probably snoring a lot. And, uh, and he's, a, he's a large gentleman. Uh, I'll go with Joe. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Danny Green because I just Googled reasons people snore and one of them is age because as you get older, your throat becomes narrower. And since I already used Dwight, I couldn't use him. So I'm going to say Danny Green. Neither of those were great answers. To be I honest. told that stupid story about me crying. And in that time, <laughs> you Google all these fun facts. Damn it. About snoring. <laughs> Emily, what do you do about the throat getting something, but you still think Narrower? you said it makes you snore? Yeah, what do you do as as a as a future OT? What how do you fix that it? That has nothing to do with being an OT. You're the I one going to med school. I'm confused I'm why you're asking school. me. I'm not in Neither med am I. You're in OT school. I figured maybe there's solutions to these things. I think you need to go see like a, a like a sleep therapist or someone who does like sleep studies. Sleep study. So this those. is a very specific issue. Interesting. Okay. Like sleep apnea, well, you get the sleep study where the meth thing. Meth. Mm. Well, I like Steve's whimpering story more than any of the answers, so I'm gonna hey. give it to Steve. Fair. Look at that. All right. All right. And this last one is, um, I couldn't think of anything else. Emily, you go first here. Which picture is most likely to not have known any of the dunk contest participants? Like watched it and was like, who are any of these guys? <laughs> right. Um, I think I'm going to go with Mike Scott. I don't, he has no reason to know any of these people. Like the young guys probably know them from workouts. Like Mike Scott's not going to LA and like, he's not in like Drew Hanlon videos. Like none, none of that is happening with him. He's got, you know, kids and other stuff going on I don't think he's like watching a lot of tape on the Knicks or the Pacers or the Trailblazers I just think he's not in interested uninterested um, I'm gonna say Matisse Thibel I don't know that he's like all basketball all the time guy he's he's into the vlogs he's into the YouTube in all those things, I don't think we ever saw him watching any highlights of Cassius Stanley or Anthony Simons or Obi Toppin. So there's sort of plausible deniability there. Uh, I think that Matisse had no idea who those people were. Interesting, interesting. 
<sighs> I'll give it to Emily. So there it is. Emily wins it in seven. We haven't kept so track of these. Congratulations, Emily, Emily. Emily wins a ton of them. She's I don't, a killer. I feel like I don't. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, if anyone's really bored and listening and they want to go back and figure out who's won the most, let us know. Yes. Listen to all 31 of these again <laughs> and uh, make a day of it. Um, all right. That was fun. Uh, Blake Griffin signed, or is going, he got bought out by uh, the, where did he play? The net. Oh, the Pistons. Pistons. And he's going to sign with the Brooklyn Nets. Emily, do you have any thoughts on uh, Blake joining them? And uh, does it does it affect how you view Brooklyn at all? No, I'm really not concerned. Um, they said he wants, they want him to be like a small five off the bench. Like, okay, like your regular five can't stop Joel. So why is your small five on the bench going to do anything with Joel? I'm not, I don't know if Blake Griffin's knees can withstand the playoffs. Like, I'm just not, I like Blake Griffin. I think he's funny, but I don't think he's like a great basketball player anymore. Um, that's that. I do have an update on Ben and Joel kind of. Oh, oh, let's do it. Go right ahead. Keith, Keith has a quote. Oh, boy. Friend of the podcast. Tough week. Yeah. Yeah. Doc said there's some relief that Ben and Joel continue to test negative. Now we need some more good news where it's five days. It's five days of testing negative Mm. and they're in the clear. So that. Basically would just be Thursday then, right? Yeah. Anything longer, I think they'll miss some games. And I mean, it might count. Yesterday might count too, depending on. The right. contact thing. So I, I, if they keep testing negative, I think they're good for Thursday. Okay. Well, that is good news. Um, Dan, in terms of Blake, you uh, tweeted that you had some Blake Griffin interest of your own. Uh, what do you think about him going to the Nets? Yeah. I mean, he's obviously stunk for a while, like, you know, this year at least, and, you know, wasn't great the year before, but I, you know, I wouldn't have, I know there's a lot of like weird locker room stuff involved with Blake Griffin specific to the Sixers. Like doesn't get along with doc has the same ex as Ben, uh, whatever. Um, just from about like just basketball wise, I think he's worth a shot on. I mean, I'm not like scared of like, you know, it's like, Oh no, the Nets have a big four now. Like I'm not scared right. of him like that, but I think he was a good pickup. I mean, at worst he stinks and it's like, all right, he'll probably eat up some regular season minutes and that'll hurt him. But like, you know, it could always decide it's not working or something. Um, I think there's like a, it's not like there's a 0% chance that he, you know, gets a shot back and maybe with a little bit of rest is, is going and, you know, something more to play for is going to look a little bit more lively um, and a little bit more athletic. So um, I think he's a, he's a guy who's worth a shot on. And if he has nothing left in Brooklyn, he probably is just done. Like he probably has nothing left for his career. But if you're going to, you know, give a guy like that another shot, I'd like to see him on a contender. I think the Sixers, you know, if it wasn't for all the weird stuff, I would have been excited and talked myself into it. So I'm not going to, you know, pretend that now that he went somewhere else that I think it's horrible or something. I think it's an, it's an interesting pickup and could work. Yeah. I, uh, I, if I had to guess, I would guess that he's pretty ineffective, but I certainly don't think it's impossible that he could give them some good minutes. It just doesn't affect anything for me in terms of Brooklyn. Like 
I certainly am worried about Brooklyn for lots of reasons, but but not because of Blake. I don't think he poses any specific threat to the Sixers, especially because of our personnel. Um, so yeah, he might be fine for them. I, I doesn't really move the needle for me one way or the other. But if I was a Brooklyn fan, I would think it's probably a fine flyer. Who cares? Speaking of who cares, The Bachelor tomorrow. Um, Emily, you might have to recuse yourself from this conversation um, okay. because you know what's going to happen, but feel free to share anything that's not a spoiler. Um, tomorrow, I believe, is the fantasy suites when the three ladies in question get to make love to Matt. And uh, the in the preview for this episode, there's a ton of crying. There's lots of Matt crying. He's sitting on the curb talking to Chris Harrison and Chris Harrison's like are you okay and he goes no Emily do you know why that is or do you want to guess I don't know why that is um I don't know like all the like the episode by episode spoilers I just know the final spoiler it seems also that this week they have brought Matt's dad in either this week or there it was in the preview oh, like yeah. Matt's dad yeah. is there now and like Matt it doesn't seem like Matt has a relationship with his dad and I'm just very concerned that Matt didn't sign off on his dad appearing I don't I don't like that it seems that very, very like, strange and I'm wondering if that's why he's crying like I are you okay like no I didn't sign up for you to bring my dad who I don't have a relationship here with to talk about relationships it's just like not a good look for that would be show. that would that's actually like because when you look at the preview, he's crying so much that it looks like there's like a death in the family or in the cast. Like, it doesn't it's seem like a bad. breakup cry. I don't know. Very confused. Yeah. Uh, Dan, what are your expectations for tomorrow night? Well, if I could also guess on the cry. Oh, I mean, yeah. we don't know. We don't know that's for tomorrow, right? So that could be any time. Maybe, maybe he's all in on Rachel. Could be tomorrow's episode. And then Chris is like, hey, man, like we... Like, according to the internet, she's a confederate. And then Matt is like, well, that sucks. And then he's upset about it. That that could be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if, if, I mean, I could see that making someone cry. If you're like, oh, this girl's great. I love her. And it's like, oh, sorry, man. She loves that flag. Anyway, um, predictions for tomorrow night. Um, I still think Rachel probably wins. Um, I, I don't know. It hasn't been like that exciting of a season. I feel like I forgot how mean they were. <laughs> and it was like, un- they were like uncomfortably mean all season. And I forgot after most of them went home until they came back for the men tell all. And right. for the women tell all, sorry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, they were like really mean. And we don't really have a ton of excitement left because math's not exciting. The women who are left aren't anything like extremely like that. I shouldn't say aren't anything extremely exciting. They haven't done anything on the show extremely exciting. Um, and I'm not really invested in any person winning except like kind of hoping he doesn't pick Rachel, but pretty sure he does. So I, I don't even know. Yeah, part of me is kind of hoping he does just to see like the immediate notes app statements from everybody once she gets the final rose, I think would be uh, probably a very interesting thing. Um, well, they're still doing the like after the final rose. They're doing it with Emmanuel Acho, right? Yeah. Former so Eagle. like that hasn't filmed yet. Yeah. Right. That That's hasn't live. Is yet. that live? 
it's normally live. I don't think it'll be live this year, but it hasn't filmed yet because he posted a picture of like something about like like had his binder like it was like his playbook and it said like the bachelor so he's like studying up so he definitely hasn't filmed it yet so all those they have to talk about all this stuff so um this week is fantasy suites but it's not the finale the following week is the finale right yeah so i think that'll be a three hour night potentially whoa yeah um and they bring in that guy for the rings and he goes what do you think of this ring yes Love that segment. Um, All right. On to this week. Uh, The Sixers have three games this week. They have a road trip. They're at Chicago and at Washington in a back-to-back on Thursday and Friday. And then on Sunday, they play the Spurs at home. Uh, Obviously. fans. Oh, that's right. Wait, and are you going? I don't know. I get my pre-sales on Tuesday morning. So we'll see what I can get. All right. Hopefully you, you get to go and you can skateboard there. How fun would that be? The hill. Skateboard down Broad Street. <laughs> right. Um, all right. Emily, what do you predict for this week? Obviously, it's sort of up in the air, but this is, uh, you know, podcasting isn't, isn't for the lighthearted. Right. Big pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go. I think the Sixers lose a game this week, but I don't want to pick which one. So... I'm going to say they win them all in anticipation that I will go three and one instead of picking the wrong game and going two and two. So I'm playing, I'm playing the game right now. Oh, but they play three games. Oh, then I'm, <laughs> then, you know, instead of going one and two, I'm going to go two and one. They're going to lose so, one game. But which game? I'm, I'm sorry. To, I'm not uh, picking a game Emily, that they're going to lose. You cannot abstain. We, I'm we not abstaining. Absolutely... <laughs> I'm picking that they're going to win all three games, but I think they're going to lose one, but I'm not picking which one. That way I'll go two and one instead of picking the wrong game and going one I and understand. two. Your official prediction as you log it is three and oh. Exactly. Got it. Okay, great. I thought we were going to have to go to the board on that one. All right. Uh, Dan. Dan Penny pre- behind the thing and into the game. <laughs> Dan, what do you think? I mean, I don't really want to pick them to lose, but Emily's winning, so you have to get bold here a bit. So I'll say they go two and one with a tough schedule off to the Wizards. The Wizards have been playing well lately. Back to back, they have to fly from Chicago to Washington. I'll take that. And also, you know, after their first game back from break, they might be a little tired after that one game. Go So in the second game, they'll be like, Oh, like wow, we're we're just really going at it, huh? Like we're back to back right away. Like that's we're not ready for it. Two and one, lose to the Wizards. So I was gonna say the same thing you were gonna say. Uh, road back to back at Washington, they're gonna lose to the stupid Wizards. I'm not gonna say that though, because I realize that they play on Sunday, so we have to podcast after that game. They're <laughs> losing. They are losing to Sacramento. Nope, to San Antonio. Who cares? <laughs> They are going to win the back-to-back. They'll go two and one. They're going to absolutely lose. And then we're going to record a late podcast and talk about a gross loss to the Spurs. So that's my, that's it. There it is. There it is. Good times. Good seeing you both. Um, We'll be back. We should talk about when we can lock a room this week, but we will do another 
locker room this weekend. Thank you guys for coming to that and, and keep coming and uh, we'll have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> good, good stuff. All right, guys. I'll see you. See ya. Bye. Good night, everyone. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.